previously on the Lore Seekers ESO. So it's going to open this up and, um, oh, oh, oh. And you know what? I'm just going to close that. Where are we today, Bacon? Uh, we're in Necrom. We made it. We made it. I mean, we're more, here. To, more to come on that later. This think, is like deja vu. I think Hermaeus Mora, Mora has something to do with that. Yeah, there's a little bit of deja vu happening. Um, you imagine just walking stuff. in and be like, hey, so I know you've been killed like 60 million times by <laughs> thousands of other heroes. But just... But <laughs> have you met an Arcanist? <laughs> we're going to call it a Bobonist. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rewards. There are so many daily login rewards. If you haven't been logging in every single day, first off, there's 36,000 gold up Do it. for grabs. Um, you're only a day behind, so you're 6,000 gold behind. But I take this. We have... So you're Wait. you're obsessed with crown crates. But I... Are you obsessed with togas? No. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the crown crates that are returning to the store. The wild hunt crates. The wild hunt crates? So I found it really interesting cool. because... The Doran family actually did still exist in Choral 500 years from the Soulburst. Um, and then you get to play through it now in The Elder Scrolls Online in the main story. And you're like, hang on. I remember hearing about that in Skyrim. From the shimmering shores of High Isle to the lava rivers of Morrowind. Join two friends as they share their adventures through Tamriel over a pint of ale. Grab your tankard, sit back, and join us in the Unknown Traveler's Tavern. This is the Lore Seekers ESO podcast. News, community, and most of all, Hi, everybody. How are you all doing? Welcome to the tavern. Come have a seat. Grab a drink. Coffee. There's a fresh five fresh pots of coffee on the. um, What did you just do? (laughs) I haven't even started and I've already kicked my desk. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Oh, sorry, everybody. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, my that. goodness. What I was going to say is we really should uh, get the door fixed. Well, yeah. When you haven't opened the door in, you know, like this long, it's kind of expected that the hinges would cease. Well, realistically. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. I feel I feel bad about that. A little bit. A little bit. But hey, you know what? We're here. We're doing the things and the stuff and the stuff and the things. Greasy Gobo, thank you very much for the follow. Welcome to the community. I'm glad you're here. Uh, there's been a few followers over the last couple uh, couple days. I'm going to go yeah. through these people. I'm going to go through them. Let's start there. Nordic Spartan, eight days ago. Thank you very much for the follow. Um, I'm going to butcher this one, but Kaled311. Uh, thank you very much for the follow. Um, Hire Kulon. Hire Hyrukalon? They're a new guild member. You should get their name name right. (laughs) I recognize the name, though, because they just joined in the Discord not too long ago. They Um, did. So welcome. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to the community. We're glad to see you there. I've seen you in the Discord chat. And Shin909, thank you very much for uh, the follow, and welcome. We're glad you're here. 
Welcome to the tavern, friends. Yeah, how's everyone doing? I hope you guys are all doing well. I know it's a weird time to stream, as was the last time we streamed. We streamed in the middle of the day, on a weekday. And then this time we streamed in the middle of the day, on a weekday. But there's a good so, reason why. There is. Well, there's a good reason why I'm home. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a good reason yeah. why we're streaming right now. And why is that? It's your, it's your birthday. It is my birthday. That's my birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday. Somebody buy that man a drink. More coffee, oh, no. please. Yeah, more coffee. More coffee. Bring me more mm -hmm. coffee, please. Really appreciate it. Yes, it is my birthday. Um, I am 32 years wise. Um, and just another year wow. ticked Welcome. off the calendar. So, <laughs> Arthur, uh, Dragoon, you're actually able to join today due to the non-student day. Hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. Yay! <clears throat> welcome. Yeah. So, uh, forgive me if I seem a little tired. I am just a little bit tired, but I have a cup of coffee. So, we're is working it, our way it through it. Is it because you were out for your birthday? I wasn't, actually. I had a celebratory um, get together with a bunch of my coworkers on Saturday. Um, we got into the skooma uh, a little more than uh, some of us, some of us a little more than others. But uh, we got into the skooma no. and the high elf whiskey. And yesterday was me sleeping on the couch while Nick's slaved over the kitchen all day to make a <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner that is like three weeks late. Oh. And let me recover. So I was not really on. I was not really on my feet until probably about two o'clock in the afternoon when I finally was able to actually get up without feeling like I was going to fall over. OK, so um, that explains the message around 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. yesterday yes. for me. Yes, it took me a little while to actually um, <laughs> do that. Thank you, Arthur Dragoon, for the uh, drink sliding over. I do really appreciate it. For those of you guys that are listening on the podcast, if you want to hang out with us, we do do the episode live. Every time we do an episode, it's live on Twitch. You can see us over at twitch.tv forward slash the lore seekers ESO. Um, and you can come join us, watch us goof up, make stupid comments and uh, realize that there are some parts of our episode that uh, we cut out because they're just absolutely ridiculous and we decide to just completely cut them out um so you get to come and hang out and be a part of that so but <clears throat> there's a lot of people in there making comments of the fact that they're older than 32 i'm older than 32 as well you are i am oh, goodness <laughs> it's okay you can be the young guy at the bar i'll be the young guy at the bar <clears throat> um <laughs> bacon uh, yeah what have you been up to it's been a long time oh it's been too long and the last time we did an episode it wasn't even a like a full um i don't know what do we call it a full episode i guess we did like a tavern talks the last time right yeah we did yeah that was mostly because there was no time for lore which was unfortunate but we did do a lore on the fly which was fun um, we did you read a book i did i read a book um yeah, what have I been up to? A lot of real life. A lot mm -hmm. of real life. Um, I thought work was calming down. And then work suddenly sped up again. <laughs> oh my. Very, 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 very quickly. Um, I had a work trip where I was actually out of town for a few days, very last minute. Um, I had a few extra trainings pop up, just things here and there. So it's been very, very busy on the work side of things. 
uh, and then my child, um, you know, is in school and all of that. So there's always trying to juggle the schedule of, of kid and life and home and guild management and, you know, all of those things and, and family podcast time and whatnot. And so <laughs> podcast lore, all of the things. Um, so yeah, in terms of real life, it's been very busy. Um, so that's why we haven't been here. Uh, cause there have been times when you and I haven't even been close to being on the same schedule. Nope. <laughs> so, um, it's been, been times when I messaged you and you've been sleeping. Yeah, I'm well, like, same. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, same, same me sleeping you. is not uncommon, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we all well, we also we also I did, we did go on vacation. So my family went on vacation and then unfortunately we got sick while we were on vacation. So that was a, a struggle, too, because we, we had tried to plan a stream sometime before or after that. And then it just just didn't happen. So um, that was very, very busy. But uh, in the game. What have I done? Yes. Uh, well, let's see. What have I done? I've done quite a bit of Necrom stuff, but not the main quest. Because apparently I don't have time for that <laughs> as I cry. Um, I did have a time to do Tipsy, though, with you all. You did. Since we've done a show last. I did uh, Vet Hellra with you all on Tipsy. That was a really fun night. Um... Let's see, what else have I done? I took a quick jaunt in New World for a hot second, which is not ESO, but uh, they did do a big update and it was kind of like this druidic, I don't know. Yeah, druidic, it's the best way to put it. Um, kind of content update. And uh, I logged in and transferred my character to another server and haven't had time to log in since. Oh my. So, <laughs> that was where I dabbled a little bit outside of the game for a hot second. Um, other than that, I've just been doing, you know, guild management stuff thinking about holiday ideas now that hopefully please let things slow down a little please please divines if you hear us please i would like to do multi-platform guild events again can you please give me some time please that's all um, no time. so I've been, I've been thinking about some different things we can do for the holidays hopefully we can get some of those up and running um one of these, like, I guess he's an okay friend. Uh, he gave me a stream deck mini. What a cool thing to give somebody. Yeah, it's it is a really cool thing uh, to give somebody, especially when they're learning how to stream and doing things like that. So uh, and have limited space on their desk. <clears throat> so, I mean, like, he was pretty awesome that he did it, but I don't want to make his head too big because, you know. I just don't want him to get too full of himself. Especially his head's his pretty big birthday. as it is. <laughs> especially if it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you gifted me a stream deck mini. It's been really fun playing with that, getting used to, to doing that too. Um, yeah. So it's been a fun time kind of messing around with that. I'm excited to use it more. Um, let's see, what else have I done? There is uh, something coming up. I'm trying to decide if I should, should I punch this in here now or should I wait till the end of the show? Hmm. Does it happen to do, do with something that's coming up uh, in a couple weeks? In one week. In one week? Is that? Less, oh my god! Less than a week. Less, less than a week. Yeah. Less you know than what? a week. Caddy says punch it, and you know when Caddy, Caddy says, says we have to do something, you can basically have to do it. I have to do it if Caddy says it. Okay, uh, I have been hard at work. Some of the reason you all haven't seen me in the Discord as much as well is because I have been hard at work <clears throat> working on my first character for a TTRPG with Jibs and Cash and Sunny for Extra Life. 
So they are doing uh, over on their Lore Forged channel. Um, there are founders, of course, of the Lore Seekers, but they are doing um, a TTRPG uh, extra live stream on Saturday, November 4th. It's going to be from noon to 8 p.m. That is a long stream <laughs> on uh, the 4th on their channel, Loreforged HQ. Um, I will post that in the Discord for everybody to uh, after the show or as it gets closer. But um, yeah, we're doing that. And I'm really excited. I'm doing a rogue character. I have never D&D before, but it's going to be kind of more of the role play side of things with the D&D flavor thrown in. So it'll be really, really fun to get to do that with those guys. I'm really excited. Um, if you know Master Conniff as well, who was in Lore Seekers, uh, he will also be on the stream. So it'll be Conniff, myself, Jibs Cash, and Sunny with Jibs DMing. Wow. So, yeah. It's gonna Jibs be, is it's your gonna DM? Be a, yes, we're all going to die. You are all going to die a very brutal and painful end. It's yeah. going to be, that, that sounds like it's going to be freaking super exciting. I'm going to try to tune in for that. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So um, we're we're rated. They are. Bleh, bleh, let me try that again. Wow. They are fundraising um, for a hospital, whichever the one is that's closest to um, where Intrepid Studios is, because that's who uh, the, we're setting it in Vera, which is the ashes of creation world. So. <clears throat> um, they are fundraising for the hospital that is closest to Intrepid Studios, which I think oh, is cool. cool. Yeah. And then hopefully I'll have a stream for myself at some point, either late November or early December um, to actually push the rest of my extra life stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a few Other goals you have to hit for that. Few well, bets yeah. that have to be settled. Well, I don't think I'm going to make that bet, but maybe everybody will prove me wrong. I don't know. There we go. Do you want to tell tell the remind the people what it is? What was nope, the bet? Not even Peanut. a little bit. What was it? Yeah, there was something about uh, Peanut had to make a PS account. If uh, no, no, you already have a PS account. Don't I lie do to the people. I've seen yeah. it. We're I have to. I have to grind a character all the way mm -hmm. up to CP, and I have what do I? What do we set? Like a year to do it? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll give you that time. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Caddy. I have to get a PS, a PlayStation. But it's it's only I mean, if, if I have I, I have I have a connection with somebody who uh, who will loan me it. So loan me a PlayStation yeah. so that I can do it. Um, and then I have to basically create an ESO character. I have to join the Lore Seekers Guild over there and basically mm -hmm. just grind up a entire tune and probably be doing it live on stream, too, at the same time, just to add a oh, little yeah. more fun. I'm going to be streaming it because, happen. yeah, that's going to be a thing. Yeah, we, we would we would make that happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, other than be, that, they'll be excited. Super, ex super excited to see update 40 today because it came out today, like an hour ago, literally an hour ago. Yeah. You know what else is happening right now, too? I just realized what the um, Apple announcement is happening right now. Ugh. You and your you and my apples. me and my fruit gonna open it, it up is, over here on another on another window because you know it is fall <laughs> um what have you been up to oh my goodness <clears throat> what have i been up to uh i have been working a metric poop ton uh mount uh paving season is pretty much done for me so uh for those of you guys that don't know i work in um, the public work sector. So I do pretty much everything 
Um, but so that's almost done. Now it's time to start getting ready for the winter season. So there's going to be some skiing and some snow plowing. Not at the same time, hopefully, but you never know. Uh, I've also been about seven seas deep into role play for the last like month and a half. Uh, I have been very kind of off in the distance uh, with Atlas uh, and that's starting to wind down now. What are you doing to our notes? Nothing. It just are you grammar correcting our notes while we're live? (laughs) Are you are you correcting my grammar? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, it was so just I have that we have the word. shared notes up on another window right beside us. And all of a sudden, I just see this little green cursor come up and she starts correcting <laughs> and adding apostrophes into the words because I didn't do them right. <laughs> and I can see this all right here. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, apparently, I forgot to add an apostrophe between T and S. Oh, for that. Oh, no. What? Oh, what did you happened? just delete everything? Oh. Oh, I got really scared. I did for a second, but I didn't. No, it's all still there. I can see it. Oh, boy. That was Mm. almost dangerous. Maybe maybe we shouldn't touch notes while we're live in case, you know, you actually break something. Fair? Don't touch. No touching. Hands up in the air where we can see them. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to be starting to shift my gears back from, or should I say shift my sails back to ESO uh, and sail my lovely little ship over to Necrom. And maybe dock it there and go hang out in my house in Necrum and stare at it. Um, Why don't you decorate it or something? I could probably decorate it, too. I probably should do that as well. I haven't done much, though, on ESO in the last little while, other than basically log in, buy crowns, buy crown crates, and collect my daily logins. So there's that. So I have, like, a metric poop ton of crown crates sitting in my inventory that I need to open. Maybe we'll open some today. So what you're saying is when we stream the update 40 stuff after the show, you're going to be the best player you've ever been. I'm going to be so good. You are not going to die. I have been playing. <laughs> I have been playing. Okay. That, I was done a really, that was a really long pause. <laughs> it was a long pause. Yeah. I have actually been playing a little bit. There were a couple days there where I did jump on and I just did like, I did a little bit of the witches festival. Um, I did do a couple things in um, the, the Necrom event that we just had, the Talvani mm-hmm. Peninsula event. Uh, I did a did few things your, on that. You did claim the house and everything, right? I think so. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. And if I didn't, well. I almost called you your real name just now on stream. Did you really? I almost. I was like, (gasps) and then I didn't. Peanut. I didn't. It's Peanut. Yes. Gosh. People would have known. It's not like anybody doesn't know what my real name is, but regardless. There's probably a few. There's probably a few people there that do. Um. Yeah, no, that's basically been it. So we're switching over. And like you said, we're going to be doing update 40 after this. So we're going to do basically what we're going to do is we're going to do a podcast episode and then we're going to take a little break because I need a bit of food. The food is probably just going to be cheese and birthday cake. Um, 
Jeez! I'm going to refill my coffee as well. Uh, and then we're going to do a couple hours of the unending archive. What, what's it called again? Oh, my god! I know. it's the, Hey, I'm, I'm only one cup of coffee in, okay? Can not you not see? Atlas. I said unending archives. Endless. Endless. Same thing. Endless, unending. unending. The un, it's like the knockoff it's, version. It's the, the unending archive. It's the generic brand. That's when you and I are in there. <laughs> Run the generic the, brand. I'm just saying the right now, that's the Costco. It's the Costco version. <laughs> it's the Kirkland brand. <laughs> That's so messed up. Uh, welcome to the we are Kirkland. Not sponsored by Costco or Kirkland, everyone. But if they do want to sponsor the show, we would absolutely <laughs> love it. I could use some Kirkland brandage across my top of my stream. <laughs> this stream Stop. is brought to you in part by Kirkland. <laughs> Your no-name brand choices for all things. <laughs> do you all see what I have to put up with? The Wish version says Caddy. <laughs> <laughs> That makes us the generic jibs and cash, which is awesome. We're the no name brand. We're the no name brand jibs and cash. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. All right. That's the show. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, We're not going gosh. anywhere. My goodness. Oh. We have so many wow. things. Wow, wow. Gyps and oh. cash knockoffs. Oh, Gyps and boy. cash knockoffs, 110%. The team, the team version. <laughs> it's getting worse. It's, it's getting, getting worse. progressively worse. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, goodness. We have to move on. <laughs> so normally in this situation, I would have oh, a... I, I was going to have an audio clip for this. Unfortunately... <laughs> I suffered some catastrophic failures in my audio files. Uh, so because what I want everyone to do right now. Version. Because we're the generic version. <laughs> because we're the generic version or the Timu version or the Wish equivalent. Um, everyone in oh your heads boy. right now, I want you to picture that loincloth individual walking into the tavern. And he says something along the lines of, I've been looking for you. I've got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Why is he wearing a loincloth? He's Doesn't wearing a loincloth. That's that... literally what he wears a loincloth. No, he isn't he at least in like a. No. Like, he's basically he's just... naked because he sweats so much. He figures that the fresh <laughs> air would dry him off and keep him at a regulated temperature. Doesn't he know no shoes, no shirt, no service? Do we have a sign out for that? I don't know, do we? The door's oh, no. stuck all the time. Probably not. It probably fell no. off. <laughs> no, we don't have a sign for that. <clears throat> I really don't want to send awful. that guy to the Alkir Desert and then have him come back because he'd probably smell horrendous. And he'd look like a lobster if he's he just would look a like a lobster. I am no, he does only <laughs> wear a loincloth around his nether region and his butt. No, he absolutely is wearing rags. He's wearing like the rags that you start. He doesn't wear a shirt. He doesn't wear a shirt. Are you talking the career? I'm looking this up right now. No, I'm looking this up right now. We're we're doing this. Oh my goodness, Skyrim. Skyrim. 
The Skyrim Courier. Oh. Maybe it was in my version. Maybe it was in my version of the game. He was always naked. Did you have? Do you have the naked mods on again, dude? Uh, I don't know. I swear Everyone's he always so much about you. <laughs> I swear he always ran up to we me in the snow when it was snowing in a know. blizzard. <laughs> he was wearing. We a know it's your birthday, but he at least has a tunic on. Come on. Uh, yeah, he does. Isn't there one that has just a loincloth? I thought it was one of the couriers that just had that. No, no, there's not. Here he is, right here. Oh my goodness! Yes, he has no clothes on. Um, you got to do. How do I? How am I going to do this? Um, he has clothes on. This is completely family friendly. Don't worry. Oh. Um, Rob, the princess says it is a common bug for NPCs to just randomly be naked. So maybe, maybe he was naked maybe in your I just, version. Maybe I just had a naked thing. Maybe. There he is. <laughs> yeah, we're going to let that one go. <laughs> he was wow. there. See, he had no clue. He's just wearing his rags. He's just wearing his rags. Every time I'm... I heard that courier come in, I pictured him dressed like this every single time. <laughs> every time in Jib's uh, and Cash's episodes. With heels. Sometimes with heels. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well. Yeah, uh, that's not how I personally pictured him. But you know what? You do you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just every time I heard the courier walk in, I just pictured him walking in like this. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that even Jim's a couple times asked, where are your pants? Um, <laughs> here's my question. Where the heck does he carry the mail then? Because <laughs> don't ask that question. You don't want to know. <clears throat> and why is the mail letters always damp? You ever realize uh, they're damp? Uh, goodness. S sweaty, sweaty butt. <laughs> Papers. Wow. Okay. Anyways, act, moving right <laughs> along from this one here. Hey, we actually do have more to talk about other than just a courier. <laughs> How can you tell it's been a while since they cast it together? Well, they spent the first 30 minutes talking about the courier's pants. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> we really have actually spent about 30 minutes talking about the courier's pants. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, you know who does wear pants? Sometimes witches. Okay. I was really wondering where you were going with this. <laughs> I had no idea. That was a terrible transition. That was terrible. <laughs> Do they usually have pants festivals too? My lore, my lore lesson's better than that transition, okay? Okay, I really hope so, because if your lore lesson is about witches <laughs> wearing pants. Don't, oh don't challenge goodness. me. Oh my oh. goodness. Okay, rain it in, rain it in. Whew. Bringing it all, all in. Right, here we go. You good? Okay. I'm good, are you good? I'm, I'm good. Ready for this? Let's go. All right. Happening right now. <laughs> witches are wearing pants it's a thing <laughs> for the witches festival <laughs> done 
to mute. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, my dockers. I just Stop, can't. Daddy. <laughs> This is one of those things that gets cut out. Or maybe no, doesn't. <laughs> not even a little bit. I ain't cutting this out. This is way uh, too long. <laughs> oh my god. Whew. The okay. Witches Festival is happening now. Um, so you can log in, uh, do your quest. I believe you have to speak to the uh, lovely witch, the Hargraven witch. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Um, yep. Every day, fellow unique boss type for the first time each day to receive a Dramora Blunderer skull uh the boss i believe the house is creaking oddly i'm not normally here during the day so i'm hearing new sounds um the boss can be spoopy season someone's coming to kill you there's a ghost in here it's probably the courier um (laughs) the boss can be (laughs) um in an arena and incursion dell final dungeon trial public dungeon and world bosses are world bosses part of it i thought they had to be dull okay perfect uh regular plunder skulls have the chance to drop anytime you defeat a defeat a boss monster and the empresario will have the first piece of the end of year mount the horde hunter or a sock good job i thought for a guy did you take your Dwemer drops this morning? I took my Dwemer drops this morning. I really it's did. So pr- I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Um, um, yeah, you've what? done a couple of these already, haven't you? <clears throat> I have. I've d- the, my drop rate hasn't been very good, though, if I'm being honest. Everything that I've gotten out of the skulls is stuff I already have. So that's a little sad. That's unfortunate. Um, Ooh, what are I the re- bosses what in I the re- archive going to drop? Uh, probably. I hope so. I hope so, too. Um, one of the things that I really want that I didn't actually list out there, but is in the article. Have you seen the little ghosty netch? There's a ghost netch. Open up the article. Open it up. Open it up. Um, there's a little netch and he's covered in a sheet and he has two little eye holes and he's the cutest little thing ever floating around. It's so cute. Hold, is please. he on there? Hold on. He, is he on there? He should be on that one, right? Look, he's, yeah, he's floating next to the, on the very top picture. Next to that dark elf. Oh, there he is right there. Isn't he so cute? It's literally a little, it's a little sheet with like his little tentacles out the bottom. And he's got two little glowing green eyes. Okay, so how do you get this guy? You got to buy him with crowns? No, no, no. He's not with crowns. He's either fragments that you get from the plunder skulls. Or you can buy him with tickets. There's like little, I, yeah, you have to have 10 shreds to make him. 10 shreds okay. of cloth. So, um, but he's really, really cute, isn't he? He kind of goes along with the, in the previous year, did you ever see the pumpkin netch? The one that they had that was the pumpkin. I've seen it head? before. Yeah. So he's like the new version of this, okay. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm all about spoopy um, Natchez because he looks so cute. Yeah, he is really cute. Absolutely adorable. There's, of course, the other um, rewards, too, that go through everything. Like if you do the regular plunder skulls, you get alchemy stuff and festival Mm -hmm. stuff, uh, provisioning, furnishings, treasures, you know, stuff that you can sell. Hollow Jack styles. If 
you don't have them by now. We probably have a zillion of them at some point at the bank. So if you're in the guild yeah. and you don't got it, please talk to one of the officers or just take it out of the, the, the bank if it's there. Um, lots of different uh, things that you can get that you can basically just sell for golds during the event, which is kind of cool. I know it's also kind of annoying when you get big stacks of stuff, but... Yeah. You also can get the new Crowborn Hunter outfit style. Have you oh, seen that one? No. Yeah, that's Scrolling. what that's what the the girl is wearing next to the niche. Well, so I kind of like that cool. actually. That's I a do nice... too. I'm not normally one for pointy shoulders. Like I don't like pointy shoulder pieces usually like on my character. Because yeah. they poke your eyes. <laughs> that's exactly why. Yes, my shoulder pieces poke my eyes. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Makes perfect sense. But, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm really uh, digging that. But again, I yeah, I haven't uh, gotten a lot of time to try and do that. Oh yeah, and uh, Arthuria Dragoon brings up in chat. There's also the eating book memento. Have you seen that one? Mm, I was just looking at that now. It's just a new tome of Forbidden Appetites Memento Rune Box. Um, yep. A witch's festival ghost netch pet fragment, which we talked about. Uh, and then the style page for the Crowborn Hunter outfit style, which is tradable. I guess mm-hmm. that's a key note. I thought all of the style pages were tradable, but maybe they're not all tradable. No. So if you purchase it from the Impresario, it's bound. But that makes if sense. you get it out of a Plunder Skull, it's tradable. And then there is, if you... Sorry, I'm, I'm also so witches festival valuables instead of regular Dramora plunder skulls. You get a small chance to get uh, 10 witch tamed bear dog fragments. The full style book for the Dramora motif, the folio of all the Glenmoral treasure maps, rune box, tome of forbidden appetites. It's the same one again. Um, and a random crowborn hunter outfit style. And these are tradable pieces as well. So mm-hmm. you get a small chance of getting that in the Dramora Plunder Skull. Which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. I guess some of those things are not tradable. And sometimes they are tradable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the mount that we're getting or that's the... Um, that's terrifying. Yeah. I was just going to ask if you looked at it. Did you see it? I just he I looks, just looked at it now. He looks like a really scary bear. Really scary bear. Like the yeah, scariest like of a, bears. It's like a, a wolf bear. I don't know. It's just scary looking. But uh, yeah. How do you feel about that? Being a mount at the end of the year rather than like a house, as we've had sometimes at previous years or other things. I'm um, a house is always nice. I'll be honest with you. A house is always nice because it's a free thing. Um, mounts are hit or miss for me. I'm not like super excited about this mount it's a cool mount he's cool looking he's creepy looking but definitely not one that i'm like oh my gosh i need to have that there's a couple mounts in the game that i have been like i need to have this mount um this one i could probably not get all the pieces and i'd be okay with that uh i probably still will get everything i need to do it but um the house is nice because at least you're getting like a a tangible item that you can kind of put different things into and you can decorate it the way you want. It's unique, right? What's going to happen in a lot of these things is I see everyone's going to be running around with the same mount. You're always going to see the same thing all the time. It's like, okay, cool. Everyone's got this cool mount. But so I'm I'm on both sides. Mounts are cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, But. I could let this one slide personally. 
What about you? You're uh, I mean, muted. I, oh, there you go. You're good. No, no you're good. I'm good you're now. good. <clears throat> uh, I'm muted because the the mower person. Outside. Yeah, mower person. Anyway, um, yeah, I I actually think that this one's fair uh, because we just got a house. So because the Tel true the, the, the Telvani event, we just got the house. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good with it being a mount. And for me, the, I think the other reason that I'm good with it being a mount is because it's a different mount. It's not like here's another horse or here's an Indrik or here's another um, uh, like a Griffin style, you know, flying animal or whatever. I think it's cool because this one is a different style mount than what we've seen previously. So I think that's why why I'm I'm good with it. Um, but I, I do think that this year I haven't been as, I don't know what it is. Like, I think the stuff is all really cool, but for me, I actually kind of like the pet that we got at the beginning, almost the most out of everything that they've had. Yeah. Um, I do like the outfit, but I haven't combined anything to make it because I don't run a lot of alts and I don't really see my my Bosmer Nightblade wearing that outfit, to be mm. honest. But it's not that I won't get it. Like, I think at the end of the year, if I have enough tickets, I will absolutely get it and morph it and do all of the things to make make the outfit. But I haven't been as like go hard on my tickets as I have been in previous years. But I do want to get that mount and I do probably want to get the costume before the end of the year. Um, so I'll, I'll go back and try and do it. But I think also just you get to a point where with real life, sometimes you miss so many logins or so many tickets. And then all of a sudden you're like, OK, well, now I'm so behind, like I'm going to have to pick and choose what I want anyway. So, yeah, you kind of have is. to, like, get the pieces that you need to do all the different uh, parts. It's like, well, and I'm kind of out of time. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. the nice thing is, is we have two nice long events to finalize yes. the year because i mean you get tons of tickets through the new life festival and the witches festival as well has a bunch of tickets that are up for grabs so this mm-hmm. is kind of like you're if you've missed out on a bunch of events previously in this in the uh, year these two events are kind of the ones that'll kind of really help catch you up um, and yep. probably get you through to the final pieces you might have to give one of those items up but you're gonna get a bunch of tickets this time around if you're not buying uh, motif pages with tickets and you're not buying the uh, group repair boxes and whatnot you'll probably be able to get a couple of these uh these items for this year yeah for me this year if if out of everything that we've been able to morph um i have to give up one thing it would probably be the skin that's fair um yeah so yeah that would be that would be my one to do and yes arimetheus arimetheus said life is really inconvenient sometimes but it's better than the alternative agreed my friend agreed um, so. It also looks like they're offering um, from the assistant the Morpholith fragments and the mm-hmm. Quasi-Griff fragments from last year and the yeah. Quasi-Griff from the previous. So um, if you missed out on the Morpholith um, or you're missing, you know, that last morph, you have to get the Morpholith. You didn't have enough tickets to buy it. Uh, it looks like you can buy it now uh, with all the fragments you need to finalize something you missed last year, which is nice. Yeah, and one of my personal favorite furnishings, the Ruby Candlefly Gathering, you can buy, which is nice. I like I like that one a lot. It's a good furnishing. That's Witches Festival. 
Yeah, pretty much. There's a few other things that we didn't mention, like, but they're all like variations of collectibles or um, things that you can get out of the witch's grab bag from previous years. So. Yeah. Always nice to be able yeah. to grab those last couple fragments or whatever, or like even styles from previous seasons. Those grab bags are actually quite fun and they only cost like two tickets. They're dirt cheap, so you can easily pick up a bunch, but you can only have one at a time in your inventory. I learned this last event. You can't just buy like multiples of them. You have to buy one, open it, buy one, open it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daily login rewards for November. Can you believe it's already going to be November? No, that's wild. Isn't that wild? Ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like we blinked and we're done with the year. How did this happen? Exactly. Ooh. Okay. This is going to be a cool. You did. You saw what I. You know what I just saw, didn't you? I do. I've already <laughs> seen it, but I know what you just saw. Uh. So there's some really good emotes in November. I might have to. Die. I might actually have to like put it on my phone to remind me to log in every single morning before work, um, and get all these different rewards. But you can find this on the Elder Scrolls Online webpage. Um, it's in their uh, news section. But uh, there's a bunch of stuff. So obviously, with uh, daily login rewards, you get things like uh, crafting pages, you get resources, you get materials, mimic stones, those kind of things, gold, uh, Telvar stones and whatnot. Uh, On the seventh day, you get an emote. Sit and drink emote, which I'm going to be using quite a bit. Uh, That is an amazing looking emote, and I really like it. That's on day seven. Me? Sit? Drink? Never. It's not like you own a tavern. True. It's not like we own a tavern. You're not wrong. Uh, On day 14, so the following week, uh, there is 250 seals of Endeavor. You know, I really like that Endeavor seals are showing up in the login rewards. Um, it's kind of like you do all your endeavors, you do your weeklies, you get your two or 300 endeavors tokens for your week. Uh, and then you come in and on the 14th, you're getting 250 seals. So that's a decent drop of seals that can really kind of push you over the top for an item that maybe you've been holding out for a while for. So that's on the 14th. And then this is the one that really caught my interest. Mizik Thunderboots. This one would like to introduce to you. A new house guest. On the 21st day, there is a house guest. It is a Khajiit. He is an investigator who sometimes needs a break from his casework. So he can be found in your home if you do happen to claim him. And all you have to do to get him is log in every single day and click that little claim button. You have to log in for 21 days, basically. But yeah, you have to, 21 days of the month. You have to log in. But. You can have him uh, hanging out, and his hat is the coolest looking hat I've ever seen. And his outfit, I want it. I want his have outfit. Have you done his? Have you done his quest? I have not. So I'm gonna have to <gasps> go find him and do his quest now because I need to know about him. Start of elsewhere. He's the very beginning of, of elsewhere. Of the, he's one of the very first people you come across in um, uh, one of the towns in elsewhere. All right. It's, I'm gonna go I find agree, him. Caddy. It is a it is a good quest. He's kitties. Kitties, she said. Yeah, he's great. He's a fantastic <laughs> character. Ah, oh, the kitties. 
Yeah, you definitely, definitely should go talk to Mizik Thunderboots. For sure. And they didn't actually show the list of everything for the month, but I guess... No, I I am sad I missed this month's emote. You and me both. On, on both platforms. I blame my work trip, because I actually did... <laughs> I went to the effort to take my laptop with me for my work trip when I flew across the country. Yeah. And I was so tired, I never took it out of my bag. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's sad. That is so sad. What are you doing? But true. So sad, but true. So that's okay. This this next month must log in. We'll be doing it, even if it's just taking it out, logging in, because I want to yeah. get Mizik Thunderboots. You have to. You have mm-hmm. to get them. Yep. yep that yep. moves us in to it is the end of the month, which means today on October 30th. A certain update that I think a lot of people have been waiting for. This is a big one. Um, today's the day update 40 has officially dropped. We're going to break it down for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about it. We're going to kind of give everybody the lowdown and the rundown of some of the big changes that are coming. Some people have already logged into their accounts and have seen the blessing of the divines bestowed upon them for, you know, some writ crafting and whatnot. As we watch the market crash, the market oh, is going to hours. just absolutely crash. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yikes. Uh, we're going to switch over to the showcase. Well uh, update 40. Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let's do all the things and the stuff. Um, brings all new improvements to Tamriel's adventures. Update 40. Endless archive previews. Here we go. We're diving in. Learn about some of the key additions. What did you just do there? Oof. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure. My, I forgot my camera was reversed, though. I should have gone the other way. This way? Nope. Is that right? That way. That's that, there you go. Diving in. Okay. Back to what we were doing. Um, learn about some of the key additions and changes arriving with the free Update 40 base game patch. Base game means that even if you're new to the game today and you don't have any of the expansions and all you have is base game ESO, you can still benefit from this patch. Update 40 base game patch arrives October 30th. That's today. Uh, so make sure you go and you log in and open your launcher to do your updates. Uh, if you are it's playing, a it's a birthday present to me uh, on November 14th. Xbox and PlayStation consoles will get their dive into update 40. So you just have to wait a couple more weeks. Don't worry. It's coming. We're going to do all the testing and the bug and the bug fixing for you. And then you can reap the benefits of a wonderful update because that's how it works every time. New grouping tool, new group and activity finder. So if you enjoy teaming up with your fellow adventurers, the new group finder allows you to create parties for almost any group activity in ESO. This includes dungeons, arenas, the upcoming endless archive, trials, PVP, and more. More being Battlegrounds, Tales of Tribute, all those other really fun things. And zone content I'm seeing in this uh, preview down here as well. Uh, You can choose to make a listing and find players to fill out your existing group even when you're starting solo, or you can search for a group that already exists and wants to do the same content that you do. This new tool also allows you to tune the criteria your group members must meet, including CP levels, 
whether they use in-game voice chat. I didn't know in-game voice chat was a thing on PC. It's not. It's probably listed for consoles because it's the same announcement for everybody. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would be a thing unless they've introduced voice comms for PC. That would be very strange. I think I feel like that would be a much bigger announcement than this. Agreed. <laughs> uh, their play style. I, I agree. They would be like, wait, hang on. We can do voice comms. What? How their how the player's play style is a desired group of role compositions. So I guess if you want to do one tank and three DPS, you can actually roll a one tank, three DPS group finding for a dungeon. So which means no more of this fake tank, fake fake healer stuff. You can group find for what you want, because there are a lot of people out there that are just like, I don't need a healer or I don't need it. Pardon me. Sorry. Um, I don't need a tank. We just want, you know, four DPSs or, you know, a different combination of things. You can do that. You can four tanks. You want to take six hours to complete a dungeon. So this is the new group finder. Jump in. Hopefully there's no major big bugs, but I would say take the group finder, play with it, figure it out, try different uh, group finding options. But there might be a couple small little hiccups that'll come up. It's new. It's people are figuring it out. So, you know, be patient with it. Sometimes these things take a couple weeks for people to figure out how they work. But the fact that we can now do a group finder and activity finder for trials is going to be huge for the community. So long are the days of standing in Craglorn, spamming zone chat, looking for a group. Now you can just jump in and do it. It's still going to happen. It is absolutely going to happen. <laughs> there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. People are still going to stand it's gonna in there. Happen. It's yeah. still going to happen. 100% it's going to happen. happen. But that's okay. It's good. Yeah. Um, with a new group finder, teaming up with your fellow adventurers should be as easy as ever. Thus, it's been nine years. It's been nine years. Thank you for finding, finally giving us a trial finder. <laughs> we really appreciate it. We love you. Please don't hate us. Uh, Grandmaster Crafting Stations. You know what? You do- dove into this one yourself a little bit. Would you like to talk a little bit about the Grandmaster Crafting Stations? Sure, I can. Okay. Um, sure. I, I'm not. I'm not the know-all, be-all on no. this. Um, but. Uh, it's really exciting. The new Grandmaster crafting stations are coming, which means gone are the days of having to have 8,000 crafting stations in your guild home. You will now only need four, which is great. Um, we talked about this the last show, I think, a, a little bit, but it's finally here now. So um, you can take basically all of your previous crafting stations, feed them into these other crafting stations and their joint uh, crafting stations within these four. Um, so because of that, uh, you will be able to have a lot more space in your guild houses Yay. or have smaller guild houses. Even I was talking about that the other day on snug podcast with, with the crew over there. Imagine now, basically someone could technically have the snug pod as That's like it. a guild house, right? Like it wouldn't make sense because there's not enough space for people, right? You can't have as large of a group in there. And you obviously can't use it for parsing or things like that. But if somebody wanted to personally take one of the smaller or the medium sized homes and turn it into a small guild house for a smaller guild that doesn't have a lot of people, that's feasible now, which means that guilds don't have to spend a ton of money on 
these large, huge homes or have somebody, you know, grind away on, on all of these, these writs and stuff, which I am very thankful that we have amazing people in the War Seekers Guild that have, have done, you know, all of that, um, for all of us. But imagine now the quality of life change for not only guilds, but also for just even those solo players who are grandmaster crafters, but for example, want to put their crafting stations in a snug pod or near whatever their main alliance's town is so that when they go to drop off their writs, it's all right they have there. to do is literally step out the door and they're right mm-hmm. there. That is that is a really huge quality of life update for people. So people Absolutely. are really, really excited about that. Um, the next one is the one that we were joking about tanking the economy, uh, and it's the changes to jewelry crafting. So again, we kind of explored this, I think, a little bit on the last tavern talk that we did. But just as a quick refresher, um, I'll use Caddy because she's in chat as a great example. She did her before and after. So before the update, she had 61 chromium plating. And after the update, she had 632 (laughs) chromium plating. So much chromium. So much chromium. Um... So, yeah, it's basically to try and get it in line and align it with other. <laughs> she says, we uh, it's to get it in line with the other crafting skills. Jewelry previously was a really huge grind, a really big time commitment, a really big money sink. Um, <laughs> if Sauce is tanking the economy, then who's the DPS? That's a great <laughs> question. That's a the great ju- question. The jewelry crafters. If it's the DPS to our personal wallets, I would say it's Microsoft and Bethesda, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the jewelry crafting updates have gone through. So there's basically no more grains, uh, only platings from here on out. Um, grains are now going to be converted in the update one to one, which means that anything that's listed as grains that's just kind of like floating about and not able to be consolidated until you open it or whatever those will be called ancient grains uh it's basically a one-to-one like i said so 10 grains 10 platings um 10 ancient platings for 10 platings i don't think that's right anyway point is as soon as you loot the ancient versions of whatever these grains or platings are you get the new ones and it will combine and it'll fix the it'll do all the maths for you so you don't have to figure it out um, and then it will make it so that you have whatever the new amounts are for yourself. Um, and now, apparently, it will also mean that in order to improve your gear or your jewelry, it's going to be eight platings just like previous or just like the other stations are um, when you're improving items. So big changes to jewelry crafting. Big, big changes. That's huge. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have to say, like, it's taken a while from to get to this point, and I understand like jewelry crafting was supposed to be like top tier, but to the same point that you had made is very few casual players were ever able to be to swap out jewelry or craft up gold level jewelry without having to drop an ample amount of gold to do it. And then oh, they're yeah. just basically you're, you're, you're basically limiting those people like I myself wasn't really able to start doing gold tier jewelry and i still can't um now i can but prior to the update i still couldn't i would be grinding for weeks just to get all the materials i would need to get that one ring or that one necklace in gold so now i'll be able to actually go through most of my characters and gold out their jewelry for their sets 
And the, the interesting thing to me about the jewelry crafting is when that came into the game, I think the thought process was really like jewelry crafting is going to be an end game thing. Like mm. it's meant for players that are trying to maximize DPS or maximize healing or maximize tanking. Because when the game first started, right, there were certain weapons and stuff that didn't count as one hand or two hand. Yeah. So your set bonuses were very different because jewelry was not really a thing yeah. right you had to you had to find it in the game or whatever so once you were able to actually craft it that really changed what end game and what builds and what bars and you know all sorts of things look like for people so i think it i think it's just one of those things where at the time it seemed like like a way to give some end game content a little bit more meaning yeah um but also it got to a point where it was like okay now everybody has somerset for the most part or it's included with new chapters things like that so why have we not adjusted this like why it was kind of like forgotten about it, it almost why, seems yeah it, I, I don't even think it was forgotten about i think it was just at that point you're so free to do with what you want with builds and like you know, some people don't even run all the same jewelry. They don't run all the same traits. The other thing, too, is a lot of times people say, really, golding out your jewelry only makes a couple percentage difference points when it comes overall for your DPS in the end or, or your healing or whatever in the end. So, like, it was also, is it really worth it to gold the jewelry because it's so expensive? Like, yeah. do I really need the extra 3%? No, not for the price it is. You know, so there was a lot of conversation around that that I think that I think stemmed stemmed it. Yeah. Um, if you will, but it's great that it's finally, finally here. So, been a long time coming, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, obviously. Other than that, we talked about. Uh, well, I guess we could actually talk about the endless archive. We kind of touched base on it in a previous episode, but it's officially here. So, the endless archive is another big feature that's getting dropped in. Um, I'm surprised it's not actually listed in here. I think it's because they did a separate article on it. Did they do a separate followed article? Up. I believe they did a follow-up article talking to one of the developers about it at a, at a point, too. I didn't include it in our stuff because of that. But also, there's a new article that just dropped this morning. That one that you just opened. This one right here. <laughs> With a video. It has there a video. You yeah. I haven't read that at all. Or seen it at all. Want to watch the video on stream? Let's live. watch the video on stream. Let's do it. Pull it up. Play it right there. I'm on mute. Get ready to venture into the Endless Archive, an all-new PvE activity that challenges you with waves of randomly generated monsters and boss encounters. Available to solo players, duos, and those with a companion, the Endless Archive ensures that no two expeditions are alike, with its dynamic encounters and unique rewards encouraging repeated playthroughs. Found in Apocrypha, the Endless Archive is a sacred library that has been corrupted by a powerful Daedra, and now the Archive's custodian needs your help. As part of the Update 40 patch, the Endless Archive is completely free for anybody that owns ESO, which means you don't need any specific chapter or DLC to dive right in. Simply teleport to the Archive via the world map, or head to Apocrypha if you're a Necrom chapter owner. When you enter the Endless Archive, you must contend with randomly generated waves of enemies and stages. 
After you've completed two stages, you can then take on a boss to complete a cycle. Complete five cycles to confront the final boss. Defeat her, and you've completed a single arc. Congratulations, but you're just getting started. Keep clearing arcs to climb the leaderboards and increase your rewards. But if you fall to the archive's dangers too many times, your run is over. Each cycle and arc you complete increases the difficulty, ensuring that the deeper you go, the more perilous it becomes. Not only do the monsters become deadlier and more numerous, but you may discover brand new dangers to overcome. To help you survive the Archive's many threats, you can acquire two different perks or buffs known as Verses and Visions. Verses appear at the end of each stage and provide a short-term buff for the next stage only. Visions appear when you beat the boss at the end of a cycle and provide a buff that lasts for your entire run. Visions can even be stacked as you complete cycles. Some buffs offer defensive or offensive bonuses, while others provide unique utilities. Regardless of their differences, though, Verses and Visions have a major impact on your run, so choose wisely. As you delve deeper into the ever-changing arenas of the Endless Archive, you can discover new rewards not found anywhere else in the Elder Scrolls Online. This includes special collectibles such as a mount, a pet, cosmetics, and more. But most notably, the Endless Archive is the only place you can acquire all new class set items, either via loot drops or from local vendors. Class sets focus on buffing specific class skill lines. With seven unique sets available at launch, these items synergize with the abilities of some of the game's individual class skill lines. In addition to the items and collectibles, the Endless Archive also introduces a new currency, Archival Fortunes. You can trade these within the index starting area for class set items, style pages, furnishings, special items, and unique account unlocks. These account unlocks can permanently increase the power of your verse and visions, allow additional verse or vision choices, and much more. The more archival fortunes you earn, the more you can empower your future archive runs, helping you delve further and further. Venture into a myriad of randomized arenas, either solo or with an ally. Contend with waves of monsters and challenging boss encounters. Climb the leaderboards to earn powerful and unique rewards. The Endless Archive is a brand new PvE activity for all of Tamriel's adventurers. Good luck. I'm scared. That is amazing. I like how, where was it, Ray? The Archival Fortunes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unique account unlocks like and the verses and visions. So basically, you're going to get they're going to give you class set items, style pages, furnishings, special items. And then they were saying unique account unlocks, which increase your verses. And um, what was the other one? Sorry, I forgot the other one. But anyways, those things, they make them stronger, mm-hmm. which is going to be yes. freaking awesome. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very I'm excited to give this a go later, and I'm also absolutely right. terrified because I think literally we're going to walk in the door and die. I love it. Let's do it. Let's walk in the door and just die. I think that's potentially going to happen. like a great idea. <laughs> um, I think that was Brian Wheeler maybe narrating that too. Uh, he's, yeah, he's the combat, one of the combat leads. So, sounded like him to me, but yeah. That was a cool video. I liked it. Right? We'll make sure to put a link to the video in the show notes so that you can take a peek at it. 
Yeah. It was very well you done. You think that was Finn? I don't know. It sounded like Wheeler to me. Maybe it was Finn. I don't know. Could be either. I don't know. Either or. Either or. Either way. Still really cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Finn Wheeler, new dev. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, if you'd see the two of, if you'd see the two of them together, they are hysterical around each other. So wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That's it. And it's here. It it's happened. here. We're, we're going to be diving into this. So, yeah, like uh, Bacon was saying, after the podcast portion of our episode, we are going to go in and basically just we're just going to play endless archive and die and do all of this kind of stuff and die and die there's not much we're just gonna die and things and we're doing it right here on the lore seekers uh twitch page as well we're not switching over um so it's gonna be a lot of fun and i'm really excited to do it but first we have to do the important stuff what's that we're gonna talk some lore yeah, we do. Well, by I, we need to. I mean, you need to talk the lore. You mean the lore that I finished 20 minutes before the show? I hope it's not one of those like last minute, 20 minute spiels of writing. You're just like, yeah, 20 minutes done. No, no, no. It was good. It was good. It was good. Do you remember? OK, so I have to ask because it's been a few months. And if you don't remember what happened, this lore lesson will not be as fun. Um, do you remember what happened during the last one? Like what happened at the end of the last one? Well, the we last... had Rora and Sa- Rora and Sadre. Yeah, Rora and Sadre, and then didn't we also have uh, another two you and friends? Me. me and you. Yeah, you and yeah. me. Bacon you and, and me. Peanut. And mm-hmm. we were in a tavern in Necrom. Yep. And oh, why and do that's you have... all you remember. That's all I remember. <laughs> I know that's all I remember. We did something. We did. We did something. I did. Sadre made some snooty comments. Yes, a lot of does. snooty comments because that's what he does. Um, More to and come. We were getting. We were trying to figure out how to get into the portal room because we were in the portal room. We did our stream and passed through the portals because mm-hmm. we we're looking for something. Yeah, we were looking for more information on Mora's whispers. Yes. Which we had talked to Aramithius about months ago. A long time ago. See, I pay attention. It's there. Okay, okay. It's, it's there. So we, yeah. uh, I believe we left off with Bacon and Peanut going through the portal in the... What's the name of the room? I'm sorry. What's the That's name okay. of... That's okay. It, it was in the um, abandoned bindery. The bindery, yes. So in the bindery, mm-hmm. we found the portals because um, Sadre... And Rora showed them where it was. Yep. And then Sadre was like, great, we did our job. And he was like, let's get out of here. And Rora had already <laughs> gone through the portal. And he was like, Ugh. You'll be the death of me, Other. Rora. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Yep. So yep, see, now you remember. I remember. You just, I remember. Needed, a, just needed a little reminder. And that's and that's where we left off. So I don't think Sadre, <laughs> Sadre had just stepped through the portal and that was it. That was the end of that. So this is where we pick up. We take off from here. This is, this Let's is where we jump pick up. back into the lore room. Look at that. 
All right. Are you ready? The humming of the great green portal could still be heard behind the two lore seekers as they stumbled slightly forward after passing through it. The sky was a bright hue of green with deeper tones, blacks and greens dancing across in an almost lightning-like pattern. Small flying books could be seen whirring about in the air and a large watcher stood guard over the circular books that formed the portal's mirror-like shape. Almost as if on cue, a rumble of thunder rolled in the distance and an inky black rain began to pour down on the two friends. Well, this is fun and not terrifying at all, Peanut mused as he sighed and looked across at what looked like an endless landscape of giant bones, strange plants, and flying pages. Oh, come on, where's your sense of adventure, Toasty? The small Bosmer said. Her tone was almost like she was even trying to convince herself that this was a good idea. Stretched before them was a road that split and went off into different directions of ink-black lakes and green-hued stacks of books. He held out his hand and caught some of the inky-black rain in his palm. Shores bones, I hope we can find our way to Cypher's Midden. I don't want to be completely soaked with, well, whatever this actually is. That Sadrai fellow wasn't the most easygoing sort, was he? Yeah, he seemed rather inconvenienced at our notion of looking for Apocrypha, the Bosmer shrugged, as she adjusted her bow across her back. She reached down into her satchel and pulled out a small potion bottle filled with glowing, bright liquid. I see you came prepared to do some damage. You actually think we're going to need that? What was that he said? People seem to lose themselves amongst the stacks without a guide. What the hell do you think that means? I think it means that we are literally seekers of lore, and that there may be a great temptation ahead of us. All we can do is press onwards towards the midden and hope we run into someone who isn't a watcher or a full-blown seeker, she said. She checked both daggers to make sure they were glowing with a full charge still, before setting down the road. Peanut shrugged and took a few steps to catch up with her after pondering what she had just said. You know... There might be a reason why Jibs and Cash did never actually come back with anything from here. The two of them managed to acquire and study so many artifacts with the reliquary. I mean, you've seen their study, which I guess is technically now our study. Why wouldn't they want more as whispers? Good question. The two friends walked for quite some time, with only the sound of the inky black rain hitting the road in their shoulders. Every once in a while, whispers could be heard in the distance but the two attempted to keep moving, keeping each other on the path of the unknown threat of fate. Eventually, they began to hear a voice in the distance. As they continued, the voice got loud enough that they could finally make out that it was a female Dramora speaking aloud to herself. Something is not right. I constructed this place with exquisite care, gathered the proper tomes and accessories, yet the energies I hope to manifest here are absent. I do not want to start over. As the two approached, she stood up to address them. I'm Joel Atari, and I have spent most of a mortal lifetime preparing this altar to manifest the hidden energies of Apocrypha. Look about if you like, but do not disturb any of my arrangements. She flashed her teeth before kneeling back down to work some more on the altar. 
Don't mind us, Peanut said. We aren't here for your altar or apocryphal energy. But, um, could you possibly tell us if this is the way to Cypher's Midden? The Dramora kept her back turned and merely pointed a finger down the road in the direction they had been traveling. Enjoy the writhing wastes, apocryphas littered with skeletal remains of large beasts that are writhing no longer. A shudder ran up both of their spines as they turned back to continue towards the road. Rora shook her head as she stepped out of the portal. She looked around and slicked a damp piece of her braided hair back over her shoulder. Couldn't be that far ahead of her. Then again, she was assuming that the pair figured out the proper direction to the midden. Sadre, you're such an a- She began to whisper under her breath until she was abruptly cut off. Such a what was that, my dear? She sighed and turned around to face the Dunmer, who was also just emerging from the portal to Necrum. He looked particularly annoyed that he was now wet and in Hermaeus Mora's realm yet again. You know what I was going to say, she smirked. Ah, yes, and I'm sure it won't be the last time either. Let's go then. They're just going to be slower than us, given they don't quite know where they're going. If you haven't somehow untied a thread of fate, so help me. She held up a finger to silence him. Both of them summoned mounts, and off they ran. The rain hitting the pair in the face wasn't the most enjoyable experience, but eventually they came upon the two lore seekers, who looked a little worse for wear. Well, well, look who decided to make a stop in the Great Eyes realm after all, Peanut said, making eye contact with Sadre. It's not for the two of you, it's to keep her from doing something she can't undo, he said, side-eyeing Rora. She rolled her eyes and her tone began to vibrate gently, indicating approval of Sadre's presence, she supposed. All of them continued on the road on foot. The absence of conversation seemed surprising considering how talkative all four of them seemed to be on a regular basis. After a few minutes, Cypher's Midden came into view. Large mountains of books surrounded the buildings, which seemed to be almost teetering on top of some of the stacks. There it is, Cypher's Midden. Home to the Cyphers of the Eye and a safe space for mortals who enter Hermaeus Mora's realm. The Midden itself is built of wood and stone, and the Cyphers there work on the raised platforms and huts that have become a safe haven for visitors and scholars alike, Sadre said. Oh, and one other thing to note. The stacks are ever-changing. Finding anything specific for yourselves is going to prove quite difficult without a magical aid or making quick friends with one of the Cyphers. They trade in the currency of secrets, and I doubt that you have any that someone with their sort of knowledge would even care about. He seemed fairly proud about the last jab he'd thrown in at the end. So, who are the ciphers of the eye? The small Bosmer asked, looking towards the stacks with curiosity in her eyes. Rora chimed in quickly. There are mortals from Nern who have been selected by Hermaeus Mora and invited to Apocrypha. They're catalogers, researchers, librarians of a sort. They constantly deal with the knowledge that comes into this realm from the rest of reality as we know it. And they can be both incredibly knowledgeable and incredibly frustrating at the same time when you want to find something. Well, we aren't even sure what we're looking for, so not sure that part's going to make much of a difference to us, the Bosma replied. 
The party rounded the road and found themselves with the choice to either stick low and walk through the bottom of the stacks, or to climb a set of stairs to some higher stacks of books and upper buildings. There's no possible way you could know where to go up or down, left or right. For goodness sake, you barely even found yourselves here, Sadre started. He hadn't noticed the pair of lore seekers already discussing something intensely amongst themselves. I mean, it's Daedric, right? It moves on its own. I'm sure it's got some sort of a magical property to it. Two stood huddled together, concealing something from Rora and Sadre. They quickly put it away once they felt Sadre's eyes on their backs. Rora had started towards the stairs. Not that way, Enoch called out. I think through the stacks. And he gestured with his head towards an opening between two large book stacks. Rora turned and without question, the party began to walk through the endless stacks of books and pages. After a few turns and feeling like they'd walked completely in circles, an opening finally appeared. Once through, they realized they were now standing along the back of one of the great stacks that had a small wooden building balanced on top. Below, a middle-aged Imperial wearing crimson and green armor stood reading a book. The Wood Elf felt compelled to speak with her first. Uh, excuse me. We're hoping someone might be able to help us with... Mora's whispers? The party all stood in silence. Uh, yep. Find it slightly creepy that you know that, but then again, we're in a place filled with infinite knowledge. Enot answered. While I may know exactly what you seek, I do not fully know why fate has brought you here, yet. How your threads entwine, what sorts of unraveling may be happening, well, that's not for me to determine, she said, consulting the book in her hands. All right, out with it. What do you need? Sadre said to her, crossing his arms and awaiting an answer. A tome, of course. From the Librum Cathedral. You have got to be kidding me, Rora said, looking for some sort of mercy from the cipher. That's my price. I trade information to them for secrets from you. I'll be kind and share beforehand, but I expect you to return tome in hand. The great eye has tasked me to trust you at this moment, and I will not break that. You will find the rest of what you need from Mora's whispers can be acquired from the cathedral, if... You come back in one piece. Careful, travelers. In Apocrypha, the danger is not that you might fail to find what you seek. The danger is that you might succeed and be destroyed by it. The cathedral sat partway between the portal to the Bindery and Necrom and Cypher's Mitten. Thankfully, by the time they arrived just outside, the inky black rain had mostly stopped. The cathedral itself looked more like a giant open-air library made from stacks of twisting books and some stone. Massive bookshelves lined the circular, almost arena-shaped space, and glowing green glass lined the top, and in the center above, a chandelier of sorts hung. It was made up from books and strange glowing apocryphal plants. Intricate metalwork twisted towards the top until it reached the twisting pillar of books that held it above the page-lined floor and seekers and tome shells danced above the shelves, floating and cataloging the flying pages that seemed to be finding their way into the glowing green sky. The party of four sat crouched behind one of the bookshelves along the wall. Okay, so that doesn't look so bad. It's just a few seekers. We need, um, what was it, I think, lurker skin, uh, some tentacles from the watchers, and some sinew from the seekers. So it should be a piece of cake. 
Peanut said. He hasn't arrived yet, Aurora said, <sighs> taking a deep sigh. Oh, the prime cataloger. Sadre's tone was even. Even he sounded a bit like he was trying to hide some nervousness. The prime cat that... Oh, oh no, the Bosmer said as her eyes grew. As the words passed through her lips, an absolutely massive seeker floated down from the top of the cathedral. Oh yes, Sadre smirked. He seemed to be slightly enjoying the panic growing within the party. Well, shall we? Well, we aren't getting any closer to home just sitting here. For the lore? Peanut questioned. And the wood? I know, I know. This isn't Cyrodiil and we aren't taking a lumber mill with the guild, said the Bosmer as she laughed. It must have been a joke between them from battle beforehand. Rora and Sadre immediately began to glow green as runes and shields surrounded them. Let's get this tome, get your antiquity, and get the heck out of here, Rora said through gritted teeth. So be it, Sadre said through his teeth as he shot a green triangular rune straight into the back of the prime cataloger. Tentacle shot out from Sadre's tome, and the giant beast turned to face him. Arrows flew, and staves glowed. Cries rang through the air as the party began to whittle away at the health of the great beast. The tiny wood elf flashed across the cathedral, flanking the large seeker and pulling twin daggers from her belt, unleashing a flurry of blades. Just when it seemed like things were going well, the prime cataloger shifted their gaze and spun rapidly, suddenly becoming three from one. That's not good, Peanut shouted as the party split to try and handle all the shade versions. Pages flew around the room and the wind from the tornadoes of books was only getting stronger the more they fought. The party was now so spread out that it was getting difficult to keep up with each other. Can you three please hurry up? I'm not going to be able to keep it here all day, Sadra yelled over his shoulder. The party seemed to be starting to get overwhelmed by all the additional seekers and other apocryphal creatures that were being summoned. Two of the shades had finally been eliminated, but Rora heard a small voice cry out, Toasty, no! And she watched as the fury of the small elf came to light. The small Bosmer pulled the yellow potion off of her belt, chugged it, and suddenly empowered and angry at watching her friend being struck over and over until he was on his knees. With a great primal cry, she unleashed a spectral bow shot right into the face of the shade. It exploded in a blast of pages and smoke. She then turned her fury towards the prime cataloger again. Let's finish this, she said through her teeth. She once again flashed across the center of the room to help Sadre. By then, Enet was standing again and charging a heavy attack. Without notice, the cataloger began to raise up and charge a large attack. Pages lifted to the sky and a tornado of books began to surround the three who were all about to unleash an absolute barrage of final blows. All three of them were suddenly knocked back to the ground. Rora, who was just out of range, suddenly felt true fear for the first time in this fight. It was now or never. She felt the buzz inside herself grow stronger and her tome lifted in front of her hands. She saw flashes of people, a tavern, but not one that she recognized, and a great red eye. Through her visions, a great beam of green light shot out from the book, the crackling and sizzling of its power melting everything in front of her. When she was done, all that remained was a charred corpse. She stood, breathing heavily, staring at the large pile of tentacles 
as book pages fell to the ground around her. A hand on her shoulder broke her trance. Well done. It was the warmest Sadre's voice had ever sounded to her. The two arcanists walked over and helped the two lore seekers to their feet. Everyone all right? Sadre inquired. I will be once the massive potion hangover wears off. Well, that was a fairly impressive uh, thing, Bacon, but I've seen better, Peanut said, bumping his partner in the side. Next time, do that sooner, okay? Maybe next time you shouldn't be laying on the ground during a fight, she said, as she began to gather what they needed from the bodies of the monsters with her dagger. She broke her seriousness finally with a quick flash of a smile. We'll find the tome while you gather what you need, Rora said. Rora and Sadre made their way over to the stacks of books in the shelves. Their fingers both danced over the bindings of the books, waiting for the sign that they had found what they came for. As her hand passed over one particular tome's bindings, she felt a small pull in her palm. Could it be? Is this the one? She whispered. She hovered her hand back over it again. Do you feel it? Sadre asked. Yes. Then follow the thread and take it off the shelf. And so she did. Back at the midden, the cipher seemed overly pleased with herself as the party emerged from the break in the stacks. I see you've returned perhaps a little worse for wear, or perhaps not. Did you find the answers that you seek? Well, we found what we needed to complete this. Peanut held up a piece of armor towards the woman. It was shaped like a small watcher and had numerous small eyes. I don't think we'll be using it at the moment, though. We've pulled on the threads of fate a bit too much at the moment, we think. I think we'll take it back to the tavern and have a better look at it there, he said, smiling over at his partner. Oh, said the woman, her lips curling into a bit of a smirk. Hmm. And what about you two? She aimed her conversation towards Sadre and Rora. Well, we, we weren't really searching for anything. You and I both know that isn't true, Rora, she answered. You've been looking to see where the threads have been pulling you for most of your life. Did the great eye show you anything? She held out her hands, waiting for the tome. I mean, nothing that I understand. Just some dusty old tavern and people I don't know. I mean, she began to hand the book to the cipher. And then there it was on the cover. A red eye with one single teardrop. Where have I seen that before? She glanced back at the two lore seekers, who were lost in their own conversation. And then it hit her. On the side of the small Bosmer's satchel and around the man's neck hung small charms. A red eye with one lone tear. Their conversation stopped and they turned towards her, seeing the cover of the book in her hands. And they glanced at each other. Peanut nodded. You've always got room for one or two more at the tavern. Always need people who are willing to have our backs and who can navigate the threads of fate, he said, first looking at Rora, and then the Sadre. Her eyes welled with tears, and she lifted her eyes towards Sadre, searching for words. Well, don't get all emotional on me, he said. I suppose I could use a drink. As if it was meant to be, a rumble emanated from the green skies, and a light inky rain once again began to fall on the endless stacks that held the small party, their fates now tied together.
the end. The end. For now. I like it. I love Oof. it. That was a long one. Yeah. That was that a was good a- one. I like the fight. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it was, it was a fun one. I, I'm going to be honest. I had a different, when I was writing the first lore lesson, I kind mm-hmm. of, I, I kind of knew that I eventually maybe wanted them to come along with us, but I wasn't really sure how soon it was going to happen or if they would appear later down the road and we would just kind of leave them in, in Apocrypha or Necrom or whatever. And then I was kind of writing this one and I was thinking about it. I'm like, no, it would kind of be fun if if we put like a little button on this portion of their story. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll see them again later. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, but it was kind of a fun way to... Um, get us back around you know as we're coming i I know it's still a bit away but we are going to be coming into a new year with new content and things like that so it's kind of a fun way to um take some of the apocrypha stuff and like tie it up a little bit you know that doesn't mean that we aren't going to use more as whispers or we aren't going to go back to figure out things about that um i think the reliquary is just getting started (laughs) you know you and i have you and i have discussed that at length um so i wanted to to kind of give these characters a little bit of a moment and then be able to to shift on to hopefully some other stuff for the future. So I'm excited cool. to edit it, edit it <laughs> and add sound to mm-hmm. it. I've already got a bunch of little plans in my head. So I, I actually already have a list of everything laid out right for you. On. I just didn't send Perfect. it to you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, it was fun. It was fun. I, I knew that at some point I wanted to try and challenge myself to write a bit of a fight. I didn't want it to be too long. I didn't have a lot of time, but, um, you know, I just wanted to get a little little bit in there and that's based on the world boss. So that's based on one of the world bosses in Apocrypha, um, at, uh, the, the seeker boss that's there. Um, it's that boss is rough. I wish I could have done done more, but I also was trying to remember like some mechanics while I was writing about, you know, two hours before we started. Yeah, <laughs> so so uh, because of that, you know, it probably wasn't as fleshed out as it could have been. Um, but I definitely enjoyed writing it and I enjoyed Sadre and Rora a lot because they're they're like the snootier, more mean to each other versions of our characters. <laughs> Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it was it was fun to have that little bit of a parallel. I will tell you, it is really weird, though, writing because because we're the ones in the tavern and we call each other, you know, peanut and bacon or crazy and toasty or, you know, whatever. That's a little lore breaking. So when you're trying to write from another character's perspective and you're trying to have us dialogue with each other, it's very interesting <laughs> to like put those names in or to hear those names in the lore <laughs> lesson so yeah but because those two names are so not like they're 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 they aren't really what is in the lore like i don't think we've ever well, no. came across anything that's bacon or anything that's peanut like no. aside from maybe food or whatnot so it's like calling somebody that is like this is not tamrielic naming yeah they're, they're not like names and they're not no. even really like names names you know what i'm they're saying not. they're not yeah so um, do we need to write ourselves uh, actual lore based names at well, some techni- point? Technically, I mean, the character that I'm 
playing as myself does have a lore based name. It's just that we've never used it because it's always supposed to be you and representative of you and me, you know? Um, so yeah, but that was a fun one to write. I really enjoyed it. I really can't wait for us to sit down and edit it together and for the people to hear the final version in post. Um, the other thing too, is I did not get to do it when we were on our big long break, but one of the things I want to go back and do is re-record our very first lore lesson. And then finally, um, since that was a little bit of closure, um, at this point, put together a big lore compilation of all of them together. So, uh, yeah, so we'll hopefully eventually have that for you too. The lore <laughs> compilation is going to be lore. freaking awesome. I can't, I actually am really excited. I'm not going to lie. I've wanted to hear all of it smashed together for quite some time. Yep. Like there's going to be little breaks in it because like there's the Cyrodiil one from when we did, um, uh, you know, mid-year mayhem and stuff. And I think everything should stay in the order that it was in. Like, I think we should yeah. leave it when we do the compilation in the order that everything aired. But um, it will be fun to kind of hear the stories and also to hear our growth from the terrible first episode. Where yeah, our <laughs> where audio was absolutely. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's why yeah. I want to go back and re-record it, because I feel like I can't release it as a compilation the original <laughs> way, because I thought that my headset was recording it. And instead, it was my actual laptop microphone. So it sounds absolutely horrendous. So it's been funny, like going back into the first couple episodes too, like and just listen to little parts of it, because um, the, the quality, first off, the just the episode itself, like from day one to, you know, like our most recent episode that we've done has mm -hmm. changed so much our format so has much. changed our um just kind of like how we like the first time we did it, it was kind of like we we kind of like organized but then kind of just threw everything on a plate and said okay let's go now <laughs> you know you do up a a really awesome um show notes section for us to follow so we can kind of have some kind of structure our audio quality's gotten better our video quality's gotten better um, we've added sound effects. We've got some really good balancing that's happened now, too. So there's just been a lot of slow, steady growth. Not to mention, I don't know from our very first lore story slash lesson. I don't know if we had planned on doing little mini episode episodic um, stories or if it was going to be a long one. I think after about two or three episodes, you would kind of thought that you're like, I kind of want to create a multi-episode story so like the first couple episodes for the lore stories are going to be kind of somewhat one-off mm -hmm. and then it's going to slowly grow into like a developed story um that, that spans multiple episodes so i'm really excited to kind of hear that that switch yeah. between the two and, um, that, and may be, that may be something that continues to happen like a lot i, I for me personally, some of my best writing happens when I don't sit down and I plan it out and I just kind of let it just come, you know, like as I'm writing, I just kind of where is it going? What are the characters telling me all of that stuff? Um, and how does that fit within the world and the lore and what am I seeing and where am I seeing them at? So for me, um, sometimes that's even hard because I, I can't plan ahead. I don't know if it's going to be multiple, you know, multiple episodes, but it, it just depends like the whole roar and sadre thing last time if i had finished if i had continued the story and had more time it would have been completely different than it just was now right yeah so like i don't know which is better uh maybe it's a dragon break i don't know <laughs> you know i'm not sure but yeah pretty pretty fun 
though. Well done. I'm excited to edit this with you uh, later on this week. Yeah. So I actually try to get these episodes out and live a lot faster, <laughs> too, because we know that I have a tendency to drag on my editing and I have it's to okay. work on it. I'm getting better. You just like to swirl a lot. I do. I really do. So but that's awesome. No, good. Good work. I am excited to see what the next step is for the next episode. Hopefully we can get one more Rora and uh, Sadre episode in before the end of the year. At some point. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe. It's going to depend. I'm not sure if they're going to be around for new life or not. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Only time will tell. I don't know. But. Huh. I wow. think that. Wow. This has been. I missed. Me too. I missed everybody I missed in chat. Yeah. I miss you. I miss the tavern. I miss Loring. Loring. Is that a Loring. word? Late is now. Okay, Loring. official. It's happened now. It's done. <laughs> so, um, I think it's the time, though, that I have to play that song that we all love to hate and love to yeah. love at the same time. One of my favorites, but also the one that makes me go. For the Loring. <laughs> Lore should certainly be a verb. <laughs> I agree. Okay, apparently it doesn't want to work on that side, so let's do it. Oh, this no. Way. Oh no. oh no! There it no. is. Can they hear this it? This has been episode eight? Mm-hmm. Question mark? We think it's episode eight. We're not 100% <laughs> sure. Um, thank you for hanging out in the tavern with us. Thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. Yes, uh, thank you for all the birthday wishes from everybody. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. Drinks all around. Uh, Drinks all around. Sorry, you if can it's find. Is it Rotman? Uh, no. <laughs> it's the cheapest option. That's what nobody drinks. Right. <laughs> you can find me, Toasted Peanut, everywhere uh, on the socials and on Twitch at Toasted Peanut. Peanut spelt with a three instead of an e. Bacon. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me as uh, Gone Crazy Back SN on Discord, in the Lore Seekers Discord, and many other Elder Scrolls Discords, as well as in game. You can also find me at Katie Stunt Show with Gone Crazy Back Soon in parentheses, so you know it's me on X and on um, Threads and Instagram, and now on Blue Sky, because we have that too, by the way. We also we do. have a Lore. We also have a Lore Seekers Blue Sky. I tried to remember to, <laughs> to post over there earlier as well. Um, and when I'm not here in the tavern with you, you can typically find me weekly on the Snug Podcast with the PlayStation side of the Lore Seekers Guild as well. Yeah. You can find the show at Lore Seekers ESO on X and Blue Sky, like you'd mentioned. You can find it on twitch.tv forward slash the lore seekers ESO. And hey, if you want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Please do that. You can email us at loreseekercast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. Tell us what's going on. What's what's new. Uh, we want to hear from you. And uh, we're also on all the podcasting apps. Uh, so Apple, Spotify, all those fun things. Every five star review that we see come through on Apple Podcasts. We will read it live here on the show. 
Um, so I don't think there has been any this week, but that's okay. Have there ever been any? I don't think there's ever been any. I wasn't going to say that, but. Well, I am. Basically, I'm no, us, there I'm hasn't. Us now. Yeah. You guys we haven't been to... five starring our, uh, no, no, our no, podcast. No, no, no. I wasn't calling them out. I was calling us out for not doing a better job and earning our five stars. This is a five star tavern, sir. We need to get it together. It's probably because people see that you stole the stuff that's hanging on the wall back there. There's, uh, no, no, no. That's lies. It's all false. No, um, I was in that tavern in Cerdo. I watched you. Do it. You saw me do it. You saw what you think you saw me do, but it didn't actually do what you think you saw me do. All right. Um, yeah, if you would like to leave us a uh, review on any of the podcasting apps, uh, the more reviews we get, the more stars, stars we get, the more likes we get, the higher we move up on the list, which means that it's easier for people to find us. So please do that. It helps us out, helps us grow, introduce us to new community members. And uh, if you would like to join us, you can head on over to loreseekers.club and you can follow the link to the discord and join the discord fill out the application the application is pretty easy it's just a couple questions and then we will approve your application and you can come hang out with us in the discord come play with us we have a massive community full of people that do all sorts of different things across all of the platforms and all the mega servers um a couple of our uh platforms are communities but they're still there for you to hang out in mm-hmm. other than that Thank you, everybody, for being here again. We Thank missed you. you. We're going to try not you. to be two and a half months. I'm trying. I'm going to try not to get obsessed with another game and have it take up all my time. It's OK. To your credit, a lot of people have been flying around space. So it's true. That's true. There has been a few different games that have come out lately. So yeah. fly around space and find Tamriel. We'll see you next sure. time. <laughs> Toodles. Right. Dilly. Freaking Dilly.